podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, with your hosts, TJ Bowser and Jared Bachman-Stubbs. such a fucking asshole <laughs> fuck fucking heat tj what a fucking dick hey what is going on star wars fans it's your bro host daniel miller here with your host from the Dubak discussion network jared bachman stubbs we have got a very sweet issue for you well issue look at me issue. i'm already thinking we're yeah, talking about comic books comic book link right over here we've got a great episode ready for everybody and as you hear jared's lovely voice say hi to everybody jared hello there guys do baxium first round of this bad boy i love it so jared you want to tell everybody what we're going to uh talk about tonight yeah so we uh are going to get into the old 2003 uh, Tartakovsky Clone Wars micro series that aired on Cartoon Network uh, long before ye old Dave Filoni. Yes. Um, we had a really cool um, Samurai Jack almost anime style. That's exactly what I said. That's exactly and, what I said, Jared. Um, yeah. Well, it was because it was the same guys who did Samurai Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. I talk all the time about how much I love the Clone Wars multimedia project. And this is right there with it. Um, a lot of really cool concepts born in the micro series. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure that this is, yeah, this is Grievous's first appearance. Yep. Um, this is, I'm pretty sure this is the first appearance for like most of those characters in that era. I like, would agree with you on that. I didn't off the actually top of really. My head, I can't, I mean, didn't mean to talk over you. Off the top of my head, I can't think of like, dirge or ventress i think they showed up first here like they were planned but this was like their stomping ground yeah yeah ventress i'm so glad she carried over into uh filoni's uh clone wars too but yeah i mean this this reminded me um when we started talking about it you know we we got this idea to bring this up and actually do a podcast on it jared and i when we <laughs> i guess it was just some twitter post i shared it and then we were both just like, we got we to gotta talk about this. And then I busted out the DVDs, had to watch it over again, and agreed that we really needed to get to work on this. And you know what it reminded me of when it was the mini series and when we were getting those, like, just the short mini episodes when it was first released? It reminds me of the Galaxy of Heroes stuff we're getting right now. Yeah. You know, just these short, cool clips um, to, like, just draw you into Star Wars. And, oh, like, uh, oh, oh, like. Wait, you mean like the age of or what well, like that you know these you know how they're redoing the movie with all these short mini clips that you can watch? It kind oh, yeah, of reminded me of that. You say I think what? it's Galaxy uh, of Adventures. You say Galaxy of Heroes, uh, yeah. mobile game. You're you're right, you're right. Which it I is have Galaxy a very, of... very profound addiction to. Sorry, um, sorry. Galaxy of uh, Adventures, that's right. No, I just I just want to make sure. Okay, I was half right. Ventress's first appearance was in the micro series dirges was in the comic books. Okay. But it looks All like right. they hit or wait, 
Oh, no. Yep. No, both of them first appearances in Clone Wars. All right. Awesome. So, I mean, let's just let's just get into it. You know, like I this shit is probably I don't know. It, it holds a real close place in my heart when it comes to Star yeah. Wars stuff. Same. I think it's one of the most underrated pieces of Star Wars media. Yes. Like, yes. You know, that that era, like the 2000 to like 2008, you know, they're, they're, that's a treasure trove or like maybe 2010. Um, that's like that's a treasure trove for Star Wars stuff because you have um, obviously you have the prequel trilogy and you have the Clone Wars multimedia project and all the stuff that was inside of that. And you have Knights of the Old Republic and you have Force Unleashed and you have all of this stuff. But no, I, this the, the, the Clone Wars micro series does not get the lip service that stuff like KOTOR and the Force Unleashed and um, other materials from this era get. And, you know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with almost that like. I'm not the only person who remembers this. Like, right. like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people who just forgot, then re-remembered, then couldn't remember if it was real kind of thing. Well, the one thing I've always noticed that that one of the scenes that stays alive, which is my one of my favorite scenes and, and clearly uh, a lot of other people's favorite scenes. And I think you'll know which one I'm bringing up. The Mace Windu on Dantooine scene. You, where he you, just goes you, ham. You mean wind, Dragon Ball Windu? Yeah. Right. <laughs> where, like, he goes super fucking Saiyan. like Super Saiyan Jedi right. Master. Oh yeah. I mean this this was it was so oh it's so over the top. It's absurd. And, but it was just it's amazing. Like he's just like punching these machines and they're just denting up and just shattering into pieces and he just like reaches his hand out closes it one machine shatters he uses the pieces of that one to like destroy a whole other like i'm blown Plus, away he actually naruto runs right yeah. which makes it even better like he has like his arms behind him <laughs> yeah. and like a really big gig like, <laughs> <laughs> And uh shouldn't I do like he's always fucking missing? It's it's so good though. Like I'm my eyes are like wide open, glued to the screen, and I'm just like Mace Windu is such a badass. He's such a badass. Exactly. Yeah, bad motherfucker, you know? <laughs> right? Like yeah. he's just I remember even as a kid just sitting there like and I didn't have the word like these words, but thinking like the little kid version of this is ridiculous and I fucking love it. Right. Yeah. Like, like, this is absurd. None of this makes any sense. And that 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 clip would just I, I you know, it would keep showing up in Star Wars groups, you know, kind of like how you get to see the um the Knights of the Old yeah. Republic clips because they're so good. But this clip, that clip particularly would show up because it is. It's so over the top insane. and badass. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It totally is. And I there's so many good scenes just like that, though, in this whole series. I mean, just Master uh, Yoda on that freaking, what was it, a Tauntaun that he's riding at the beginning, right at the beginning, holding a lightsaber into the air? Like, oh, it wasn't a Tauntaun. It was some type of like deer or antelope. antelope like, yeah. Mountain, but I, yeah, no, exactly. It's just that like dramatic. Right? Ah. Uh, uh, that's, I think that is the most defining aspect of the Clone Wars micro series is over the top action. Right. And, and I, this like incredible sense of like just going all out. 
And, you know, I watch a lot of versus series on YouTube, like Gen Surai 1, Evan Nova 95, uh, Anton Bandelay, Ready 4, Great Jedi 91, all of those guys. The um, Finalysis crew, as it were. And um, I... I, I, they, they talk, constantly talk about how they don't, how they, they're really careful about when they use the um, micro series as like a basis for what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, I, okay, wait, hold on. I gotta, I gotta go close my door. I'll let TJ know to cut this part. I gotta go close my door. Oops. TJ, you will be cutting this part where Jared has to shut his door. It's a good idea. All right, that's much better. All right. Yeah, I'm looking. All right, you ready to go back? Yeah. All right, three, two, one, go ahead. Hey, technical difficulties, you know, as normal, follows us around like a fucking ghost. Um, but they they always talk about how, like, they love the show, but it's so hard to, like, use that as, like, you know, material to analyze a character with because of how over the top it is. But like the only two characters who they're like, this seems legit is Windu and Yoda. Oh yeah. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm looking at the chapter list right now. And it is, it's like this antelope creature and Yoda's got like his cape blowing, his hood is on and he's just like the, the sword is up in the air and it's, it kind of reminds me of the Vader um, with him and his lightsaber and the shield kind of deal on the new visions. Uh, the Dark Visions uh, comic book cover. Oh my god, I fucking love it. Yeah, I just I was looking at the art in that comic, and it's just I'm salivating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you know, as I'm such a Vader fanboy, and I know Stars Explain made that like comment in his review of it, where it's like you know you have like the undying psychotic fan base of Darth Vader. Oh, just, well, you know, which he's let's... not wrong. He's not wrong. I even tweeted at him. I'm like, guilty as charged. That's me. And like that book, that's just nothing but these like grand, like, Hey, if you keep putting out good material, you keep putting out good material of Darth Vader, I'm going to eat it right up. Like that's all there is to say about it, you know? And that's, that's all you need to say. (laughs) But, um, he's not wrong about me at all on that one. So I've, I've got the chapters in front of me right now. And, um, you know, because each one of them, especially in the first volume, has the most like I guess it, it spreads you out through the galaxy. And in volume two, it's more you're focused on Anakin, and like pretty much it leads you right up to the uh, capture of Palpatine and 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 Episode three. Yeah, yeah, and like that's one of those like again, um, one of the reasons why I really do appreciate everything Disney does is they're very particular on like what like making sure there's no continuity errors. And it's like one of those like weird things with how the micro series shook out, which is like, you kind of have to like take your pick as to like which version of events leading up to revenge of the Sith you like. <laughs> what canon you like. Yep. You know, cause like you have 
what happens in the micro series where you have like Anakin going on this crazy spirit quest with all those uh, with the, the the men in the village who get captured and everything. That was awesome, by the way. Or you get you you can pick Labyrinth of Evil. Yeah, yeah. You know, which personally, I prefer Labyrinth of Evil just because like I love I love the idea of like the Battle of Coruscant being Palpatine. Like, Isn't that in the Mortis that- arc? No, no. Labyrinth of Evil is the um, it's it's a novel that came out around the same time as Revenge of the Sith, and like that. And Labyrinth of Evil is supposed to be like immediately before Revenge of the Sith happens. Oh, okay. It goes Labyrinth of Evil, Revenge of the Sith, Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader. I've never Um, read Labyrinth of Evil. I thought it was a a legend. No, no, it's a legend. The Labyrinth of Evil is a legend's novel. Um, but the thing that's funny about it is basically, uh. The business on Kato Nemoidia that doesn't doesn't count with Anakin and Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. They're on a mission on Kato Nemoidia, and they're like they find Newt Gunray and his like his like hollow projector that is made solely for talking to Darth Sidious. And Gunray trying to like make a mad dash to escape leaves the hollow projector behind. They find it and trace it back to like fifteen hundred Republica. There were like the Jedi and the Republic do. And they're like, oh, the Sith Lord has been hiding on Coruscant. What the fuck? And then like Palpatine realizes that they are tracking him down to like the basement of the Senate building, basically. And then Palpatine's like, shit, I need to get off world. We need to do something. Uh, invade Coruscant. <laughs> and, and kidnap me. Invade. Send Grievous. Have Grievous fucking kidnap me. Invade Coruscant. Um, and that's why I like Labyrinth of Evil so much is that it's like, it's the one time you get to see Palpatine fuck up yeah. and how insane his like cover up has to be because of it. I'm going to have to read this now. Oh, it's so, funny. it's so funny. Like it's a good book. It's an incredibly good book. But when you stop and think about the implications of it, that Palpatine just basically goes, shit, invade <laughs> Coruscant. And it's just one of those like crazy enough. It just might work kind of ideas. Yeah. Um, but no, so that's why I prefer that version of the battle of Coruscant, but this version again, over the top Anakin stuff. Exactly. Like the Obi-Wan and Anakin stuff is where it's different. You can pretty much find a way to make the Windu Yoda stuff work with both Mm -hmm. versions. It's just that like Obi-Wan and Anakin are in completely different locations, but um no yeah the battle of coruscant in the micro series is a lot of fun uh i i love the jedi council members of the prequel era and i love getting to see sacy tin in like the space suit in that huge space battle above coruscant um i also didn't realize until recently that uh the guy who voices sacy tin and um windu are the same actor Oh yeah. It wasn't that awesome. Like, very clearly him talking to himself. Like he barely does anything to change the voice. Yeah. Like it's the same bassy with a little bit of rasp voice in it. It's right. Yeah. Master I actually was, Master Windu. Like I was gonna say about something about that too, because that was hilarious. Um so there was one scene that uh, there was a lot of things that I noticed that they did with Anakin throughout this whole series that was amazing. Um, and it was like a replaying theme 
and it was him always and then they like they mention it when they were talking about him doing the trials the mirror uh and there were so many scenes of anakin seeing himself and his reflection and being pissed and like like hating himself like and it was just there was so much like pain you could see that they put through this series that was awesome and um like I really never realized it until now. And it really just made me think a, a lot about Anakin Skywalker. Exactly. And I think this is one of those places where you get, you get into like the micro series versus Filoni clone wars differences where Filoni. And again, it's, if I had to pick, I think I'd pick Filoni's interpretation of Anakin. Um, just because like, I think it makes him more complex where like Filoni focuses on his humanity and like, you know, that Anakin Skywalker at his heart is a really good dude. Yeah. Who has a lot of darkness in there, but in legends, legends really love to like get in his head and make Anakin a straight up fucking psycho, like all the time. We're like Filoni and most of the canon stuff is very like, He's cool, he's calm, he's fine, until he, he's not. And once he's not, get out of the fucking way. Yeah. Where the, the micro-series and some of the Legends material, get out of the fucking way mode is all the time. And that, yeah, that's really cool with that like intensity with Anakin. Like The, the t- micro-series Anakin reminds me of like Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yeah, he, so much anger and like and that self loathing. Yeah, exactly. When he battled uh, Ventress, like when he when when he killed Ventress, I didn't I didn't really care for Ventress dying because I love her so I love her so much more in Filoni's Clone Clone Wars. Like she oh, is yeah. such a yeah, better yeah, character. She's an actual character. She was such she was more of a throwaway character. I feel like in this, it was more of like Anakin's development kind of character. And, and that was yeah. And, and, and I mean, like, but it was that battle they had, like the hatred just coming out in them and the way they did the lightsaber, like, you know, the blades and, and the glow on his face and the anger oh, and the hate. Yeah. Oh my God. And when he, when he pushes her, when he finally gets her off the cliff and she falls, he, he just does that, like that's that scream. The anime you know? scream. Yeah, just like, ah! It's so over the top. He's like his chest is just bulging out and he's just like, ah! And, but it's just like, you know, you really like he just, eats the lightsaber down the chasm. Yeah. It just throw, just gets a good little toss, like mic drop. Peace yeah. out. Oh, well, man. Okay. So this is one of those like little things that I've always I noticed as a kid. And it was probably just because like. I noticed shit that wasn't there when I was a kid, but I've never been able to unnotice it. Mm-hmm. Is whenever Anakin's walking around the Masasi temple on Yavin when he's fighting Ventress. Um, there's like a dripping in the temple. Yeah. Like the water mm-hmm. and the dripping sounds like Vader's breathing. Oh, now I'm going to have to rewatch it. Like it's a like drip. Like it, it goes to like the same pitches that Vader's respirator goes. Yeah. I'm going to have to. Vader goes like the, the trip goes trip, drip, drip, drip. Like if on it, and like the echo on it, like it pitches it down, just like it gives it enough. Is it of that like, haunting? Like yeah, like it's trip, trip, and it's 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 just so close to sounding like the. I I don't I. 
Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. And like, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. Six-year-old li- Jared it. might be reaching. Who knows? Kids, kids can imagine I things. That. Yeah, ki- you know, the mind of a child. Truly wondrous it is, or however he says yeah, it. <laughs> truly wondrous, the, the mind of a child. yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's why I'm saying I'm Schmodown ready. You know, like I'm yeah. here. I'm here. But, but like, uh, Alex Damon is coming for that fucking belt. <laughs> <laughs> But then you've got um, the Ark Troopers, right? Like, oh my god! When you first see these guys that come was out, the birth of the Clone Trooper fetish, right? That was that was the day that, like, the I fucking love the clones. Like, it was again, a- it's people like roughly our age who like got to experience the that shit, and then TCW, and they're like, I love the clones. This is why. I mean, these dudes get their their ship blasted out of the air. It freaking comes to a screeching crash into the middle of nowhere. And then they just all come busting out in like total confidence, you know, and just like not many words, you know, are said. They're just a lot of hand signals. And these dudes are just killing it, man. Like, ah, I, I, I really did like fall in love with the troopers throughout this whole thing because there was that moment the one dude had with Dirge where he just bends his wrist down and hits that little button and just starts blasting him with electricity. Yeah. Oh, um, man. It's, it's just so... Again, it's... Over the top. <laughs> it, over the top. Like That is the best way to describe it. Like It does not... This series and this interpretation of these characters has no fucking chill. No. It's, it's, they literally like just really took Star Wars and amped it up, but and I mean, some would be like, like you said, it's not really Star Wars and stuff, but, you know, a few of the things they did with Anakin felt like you really got to get a little bit of the mindset of Anakin. But yeah, other than that, it's Absolutely, just adrenaline yeah. action, you know, and, you know, you had that whole battle underwater with uh, Kit Fisto. They kind of <laughs> took that idea. <laughs> it's just the most absurd episode. Right? Like, like, is the- that one or the Mace Windu Dragon like, Ball episode? I want to know. I want to know how the uh, the I want to know how the freaking um, Akbar uh, the calamari Mon went Kala, from these yeah. Um, yeah the Moncala go from these amazing starships to riding these fucking giant uh, serpents. <laughs> <laughs> like they I have can hear the music in my head. I can hear you remember again as a kid i'm like this is fucking nuts right and like and then there's that giant like gun that comes out from the bottom just like that, that i think that was like the icon of the micro series oh. like incredibly specific incredibly impractical like right? semi super weapons that the separatists would use like you had like with the Mace Windu episode, they had like the giant airship that would just like shoot down a giant steel cylinder and then go back up after it like caused a small earthquake. Mm-hmm. And then like, <laughs> you had that one in this episode that's ju- it's literally just a big fucking gun with legs. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah, that's it was- all it is. Is it just it, you know and just <laughs> shoots a huge beam? There is no practicality to this. Nope. Nope, like, it's got little legs. It's like a T-Rex. <laughs> it's a little, yeah. It's like a giant like crab laser. It's like a- you a you can't use that underwater because people will actually be able to shoot down the barrel of this giant gun, like this huge barrel. You could probably fit a couple starships inside of just looking at it. You know, you could like people just shoot right down the barrel of this thing, blow it to hell. 
And, and let's, like, it's, oh, it's so insane. It makes no sense. Let's go from over the top to incredibly bad ass. And that's freaking, and I can't get over this. It's freaking grievous, dude. Like, I love, I wish we had this grievous in Filoni's. I, I, I presented a, a question to, I'm nobody on Twitter, so he's probably not going to answer it. But I asked Dave why he chose to kind of, go away from the grievous we got in that series um, and kind of made it more of like a bumbling idiot in the freaking clone. Like there was only like one or two episodes where he was actually kind of badass, And that was, it was just a layer of grievous where you only get to see him really be a, a badass. But well, here, here's what I'll say to that. And I don't think that's a felony decision. Um, Lucas himself said before that he wanted Grievous to kind of be like a like an old-timey mustache-twirling cowardly villain. And that, that was George Lucas's original intent with Grievous. Alright, well... So that painted Dave Filoni into a corner. Because, yeah. Because George was like more directly involved with TCW. At the beginning, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of like, okay, like we kind of need... And again, like you look at how Grievous ends up being in Revenge of the Sith... He runs like yep. both, both major fights or both major scenes he's in and in him running like in him running bitch. Yeah. Cause so, like I, what you get out of him in Tudakovsky's miniseries, man, it is like this menace, this maniac that like, I mean, dude, he took on, uh, Aya Sakura, um, Freaking uh, Ava Sakura, Shakti, and uh, Kiandi Mundi, and then just like and Shaggy, he beat Shaggy. Yeah, he beat he beat Ultra Shaggy, Shaggy, Shaggy Jedi. Oh my god, I can't believe that he was in that. You were never gonna make it, man. He even like says that or something. <sighs> but still, I mean, like Grievous was so badass, like and like just that whole scene where we get to see him capture grievous also gets the anime run oh yeah it was also gets like a really nice when he's running down when he's running down the the elevator the building and he just like looks over at him like a freaking creep there's also like the again talking about the differences between the two versions of that show I love the style of humor in the micro. I have to say that I don't think like TCW is funny because it's hilarious sometimes, but there's that like really quiet, subtle humor in the micro series. Oh, I think I know what you're going to bring up. It's like mostly visual gags. Uh huh. Like where it's just like grievous, like sprinting next to the turbo lift. Yeah. And kind of casually go, Oh, hi. (laughs) Window and just look at him. And like, there's a scene where like, it's one of my favorite moments like again like this is more like an overt like right in front of your face kind of humor mm-hmm. but whenever palpatine's like lecturing grievous whenever he's trying to capture him he's like i will not be bullied or intimidated but like there's whatever it was like it almost sounded like um loki's little monologue whenever yeah. Thor i'm a shit god god will not be bullied by so like it was almost that but like Grievous was like, I was told to take you hostage, and that's the only reason why I haven't liquefied you yet. Yeah. <laughs> but 
No, like he he these are straight up kill bots. But did you did you notice though the um the one part where um they're waiting to get on the elevator and Grievous is tearing through everybody and um they're all looking all serious and then the Actorian just starts hitting the button more. Yeah, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Yeah. And then there was another part where they're where they're running with Palpatine and they're going through the train the train yard. And they all go through the thing without buying tickets. And it was like, it was like, you did not buy a ticket. You did not, you did not buy it. You did not buy a ticket. Like, cause they're all running through like yeah, little stuff like that. Like it's, you know, it was, there was some good, there was some funny humor in that uh, gag humor, which I really enjoy. Oh um, yeah. But no, but like the badass factor with Grievous, there's that really, um, he's a kill bot. And the, the, the idea for him being this coward, who will run the second things get dicey mm-hmm. wasn't quite baked into his character yet. And I think that there was a, there's definitely a sense of the proud warrior. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he like that monologue when you, when you look at Grievous in the micro series, and then compare that to like his character in the context of like all of his appearances. Mm-hmm. One of the most out of character by comparison, but I really wish was more of what he was characterized as of the um, during the Battle of Hypori when he gives that monologue, like right before he attacks um, Kiani Mundi and Shakti and Eosakura and Kakurok and all of them. Or it's that Jedi, you have fought valiantly, and I will grant you a warrior's death. <laughs> oh, Make God. peace with your force; your end is near. Like you, Grievous monologues from time to time, and he'll, you know, he has like the very like menacing one-liners before he'll kill you. Mm-hmm. But like he, <clears throat> well, he doesn't monologue normally, but he has the one-liners. But like, I real, I would have liked a more monologue-y grandstanding grievous right yeah like i really like that like, you know like you said like mustache that. twirling kind of bad guy you know well, that, that's the thing though is that he shouldn't be mustache twirling he should just be a really grandioso kill bot and he got turned into almost like like the worst qualities of the joker almost where it's just like senseless killing and now i'm gonna run away yeah i he was just kind of the intrigue and you're talking about about feloni's clone wars right yeah like more george lucas is grievous yeah if anything because i feel like because i when we get a look at lair of grievous I think that's Filoni doing with Grievous what he would have wanted to do himself. Right. Kind of but make eventually it. you need to make Grievous be consistent. And, you know, <laughs> micro series Grievous would not have been fought to a standstill by Ahsoka Tano. No, no, because he was I mean, he, he was wiping out Jedi Masters like he, he the guy is insane. And, you know, it, it and it just goes to show you if you remember the Dooku scene where 
He's That's sparring with Duke. <laughs> he's just like, he's just like, you're not keeping your center balance. You're holding the saber too tightly. Ooh, now you're holding it too lightly. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> he's just, and he's, and like, Grievous is giving him all he has. And Dooku is just talking, not even getting out of breath and just just doing nothing really you know exactly. and, and he's just so amazing like you gotta you gotta realize how amazing of a swordsman dooku is to be able to do that it, it was it's really awesome how they were able to show you so much with like little dialogue in this whole mini series not much dialogue and just just so much visual like storytelling that it just i i love it so much like i I always like to put it on. And um, the one thing that I really wish that Filoni would have done with his Clone Wars, even though like we got to see the miniseries, was Anakin's like knighting, his knighthood. Like, That's one series. of my favorite moments in all of Star Wars. Right? Um, I also like, and I don't remember where this was or where this was confirmed or whatever, but like, or even if it wasn't confirmed, but it was just kind of implied because he wasn't like, you didn't see the purple blade. Like the fact that Mace Windu, like removed himself from Anakin's knighting plays in so much to the whole like quiet rival, not very quiet, but that rivalry between those two. Oh, the chosen one thing where Windu always thought it was him. I, I don't buy into the whole Windu thought he was the chosen one thing. That's what I've just heard, so I was thinking that's what you were going to come up no, with. Just, just the fact that Mace Windu was always like, I have a bad feeling about this kid. And that, like, you know, by the time you get around to, you know, you're on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. Like, what Anakin's, like, about to fucking snap when that happens. Um, mm. I, like, you get into that, and I, I love the fact that, like, the fact that Mace isn't there plays into that so much. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, it was just, there was no trust, and especially, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, when he wouldn't even let him come with him. Like, it was just, there was always resentment between him and Mace. Exactly. And, and that's what I love about that relationship so much. And, you know, that Anakin has this fixation on Palpatine and the fact that like Palpatine, I can't remember who speaks first in the volume two episode where they find out about Gravis and what's going on in the outer rim, but how it goes like, um, you know, we have, you know, Palpatine going, we have Cubit Girl's information. The General Grievous is hiding in the Outer Rim. And then Mace immediately goes, it's an unsupported claim, but one worth looking into. Like, it's <laughs> like the immediate, like, she will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, and, like, and again, like, you get those little nuggets of dissent in there. Yeah. And again, the sh that show did not have time to tell a political thriller story. No, right. Yeah. It was all little and mini clips. Yeah. And I just, Anakin's characterization in the micro series is a mixed bag for me because I do like, I, I feel like Anakin's darker moments, like the moments we see Vader come out. Yeah. Um, 
are made more chilling, are made more intense when you have to compare him to the soft, kind, compassionate Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And but you saw that when he was with Padme, you know, on those moments that he had with Padme where they were where they were hiding in the in the where they were in the alleyway where C3PO was showing him his new gold plating. Um This is where I'm going to disagree with you. This this series is Anakin and Padme at its worst for me. Really? There is a sense the thing that always creeped me out the most about Anakin and Padme's relationship and it really is an imperfect relationship. Oh yeah. Deliberately so. But like Anakin and Padme have always had this toxicity to them that, that make it hard for me to get invested in them. And there's that like crazed ownership Anakin has over Padme. Mhm. And that you see it and that's deliberate. Like they've said before that like the imagery of like whenever he's holding the hologram of her and he like wraps his robotic hand around it. That like A, that's supposed to be foreshadowing for what happens to her. But B, it's supposed to be like a showing of that possessiveness with Anakin. And I. If Anakin is going to come off as possessive and a little bit over involved, I'd rather it be him just not realizing he's coming on too strong as opposed to like him just being really overly intense around Padme. Like there's just something about their dynamic in the micro series that kind of, that was like everything I didn't like about their relationship. Um, save for when she receives his Padawan braid. I love that moment. And I think it's really cute. And I also didn't realize until in like the past year or so when I rewatched it, because I made jokes for years about how the hell did Anakin and Padme find time to fuck during the Clone War? When did they <laughs> find time? Everyone's all, everyone's losing their shit. You know, it's constant combat. Everybody's in danger. Nothing's going right. Everyone's in, you know, just con- just saying like, when did they find time? But they show us him going to Naboo and a light turning off, and then go. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. When you're older, that occurs to you. Like you wrote it off as a kid, and then you watch it when you're old, older, and you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. okay, yep, he is on this council, and he is." But I mean, you also got to think like there's a <laughs> lot know, of kid. yeah, there's a lot of downtime too. Like not a lot of downtime, but I mean, like you know, it's not like every night is like there. There was definitely time. There was. It, it, it doesn't take that long to get busy if you want to get busy. Let's just put it that way. Oh, jeez. You know, quickie, the word quickie, you know, is... is uh... Oh, I don't want to say quickie, though, because I, <laughs> I don't want to think about the fact that Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa were considered... Let's just go in this alley. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> so... I know, but I'm just saying, like in no, realistic terms, if they, like wanted to, if they wanted to get down, they could have found time. Everybody does. You're right. I'm just saying, like, the whole, like, oh, you were gone for months. I thought you had died. Oh, Oh, yeah. I'm like, uh when did you have time? You've been (laughs) in the outer rim for months. (laughs) Uh, 
But no, with Anakin, you know, it's it's a matter of how you like your Anakin. Do you like, you know, compassionate guy who has a really, really ugly dark side? Or do you like, you know, boiling psycho with like a murderer just below the surface? And I, I understand what you're saying about how you like your Anakin. I guess it's more with me in this one. I like both. I just like the way that they delivered him in this. Um, oh, yeah. Like like the way that they, they had an aim. They had a goal for how they want, like the just like facial expressions, the way he would this look at himself in, in the mirror. Psycho and like there was a moment where he's walking through a whole crowd of people and the music and just the way it just it made him seem so alone. The way he looks at himself, the way he and feels he like he's so alone in that scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was just there was a lot. But there was just a lot of moments with him where you could see the hatred he had for himself, like and how Obi-Wan constant like in his. His trial, his last trial, where he did go to that, um, you know, that with the the tribe and everything, and freed all the males and stuff like that, and he destroyed his arm, right? And and they all saw him and followed what he did and ripped their gun arms off and stuff. And uh, there was just a lot of visual storytelling that just really blew my mind. Uh, that I I just I loved it. I I loved it. And, and and that ties really well in with, again, a lot of the material that comes after this. Uh-huh. You know, because like when you look at Revenge of the Sith itself and you look at um, the Revenge of the Sith novelization, uh, which like the novel, like, the novelization of the Revenge of the Sith is one of the best pieces of Star Wars material ever made. So and, I've been told. That's another one that I've oh actually never God, dove into. Oh, my God. to the audio book. Yeah. I've got it. It is life changing but the novelization does the best job in my opinion of striking the best balance of crazy murderer anakin and um like compassionate like you know anakin anakin um but the micro series is a really good job of tying into like psycho murderer anakin that we see later and um you know, one of my favorite moments, uh, you know, is him on that spirit journey when he like sees the cave and like the whole, like the metaphor of like, he's losing his humanity and he's becoming more and more machine. Um, and I love the visual metaphor of the fact that like, he's almost constantly tinkering when we see him, like he is almost always with the machine in his hands mm-hmm. and like the visual metaphor of him becoming more and more robotic and becoming less and less human. And then, you know, you get the whole wall turning into Darth Vader and I'm, I'm a sucker for Anakin Vader symbolism. Like there's very few things that will you know, <laughs> win me over quick. Oh yeah. than just having like having Anakin in some way, shape or form. So Vader. I actually wanted to um, ask you something. Now, this is off of the Clone Wars topic, but this kind of fits in. It's Grievous, and um, it's all about the the Jody Hauser comic. And I really believe that the the Jody Hauser comic really lined up with the Grievous we got in the two thousand. You know, in this in this series, in the mini series, um, a little bit of both. Um, like the way he his dialogue. Um, was more fitting for Dave Filoni's series, and I believe that like, but his badassery was more fitting for Tarkovsky's series, you know. Yeah. Um, but 
there was something that the force when he now spoilers for anybody who's listening, if you haven't read this comic, um, <clears throat> there was a moment where he's uh, having that force vision where he's trying to get the holocron or whatever, and he can't get it, you know, and the force tells him, you know, he lost, he gave up his connection with his addiction to cybernetics and wanting to advance himself. And um, freaking, I wanted to like, it really made me think of, Obi-Wan saying he's more machine than man now and how far cybernetically your body can go before it loses touch with the force you know I mean that the 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 threshold for Grievous losing his connection is already going to be lower because he wasn't force sensitive to begin with right um I didn't see that as a force vision. I think he went into the world between worlds. Really? Um, that was, yeah. I, I think that was a portal. Hmm. That eventually was just like, all right, we'll let you in. But like, it, yeah. Because he was in there like, in his regular form. Because if you remember in the yeah, he Soul comic. The leash again, yeah. Because in the Soul comic, Vader, re, like he left the machine behind, you know? Yeah. So that does make kind of sense. Uh, well, whatever you want to call it, a yeah, vision, it, it, uh, 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 he steps into some world between worlds or whatever. He was embodied in the force. Um, yeah. And yeah, it and was I, <clears throat> speaking to him that he lost his connection like to any real power by trying to strive for, you know, this, this, cybernetic body that but he I'll has say right that now. that's where Dave Filoni's Grievous has this Grievous beat is that that is that Filoni's Grievous actually has motivation like we see that Grievous talk multiple times about you his know, perfection uh, yeah his perfect you know I am I I subjected to the changes you know mm-hmm. the yeah. improvements you know right yep he, yep we see that we get the backbone of this but jealousy dude. And that, How? like, and that, and that egotism, and again, but a lot of that is borrowed from Legends material. This version <clears> of Grievous, yes, he's more badass. Yes, he's more menacing because he doesn't fail every step of the way. Right. But he is a he's a kill bot. That's it. I want my head cannon to be that Windu created Grievous's cough. I never liked that. <laughs> no, you didn't like that. I, didn't I loved like it. That. It was it was whatever. I just like the idea that like Grievous is just cobbled together cybernetic parts. And like he's just it, it's, <laughs> it's imperfect. Cause his, yeah, because his body's falling to pieces. Yeah. I, I thought you know yeah, I, also like it also kind of takes away from like Obi-Wan's victory mm-hmm. against him on Utapau. That's true. Where it's like, you know, yeah. Opens him up and yeah, Grievous is already half dead by the time Mace Windu gets his hands on him. But I also love the fact that the second Grievous saw Windu, he was like, "Uh uh-uh, forearms, let's go. (laughs) He did not fuck around for a second. He's like, nope, four. We're doing all four now. Come on. Come at me. I'm not I'm not doing this two hands shit with you. You get all four, bud. Come here. I I mean, like, like, I, I guess it's just I love both of the series. I mean, you know. If I if you're a person who loves just lightsaber swinging and crazy amounts of action, like then the miniseries is something you're gonna love. But if you really just love a better 
you know, story and just real progression than Dave Filoni's uh, exactly. Clone Wars and, is for you. And, that, and that's what is so nice about the two of them is that they are so profoundly different that, like, there isn't much of a competition between them because they're so different. Yeah. You, you don't have to be like, oh, this one's better, this one, that one's better. Like, they're so different, you cannot compare them. You can like you them know? both. Yeah, you can you can love them both. Like if you want to get to like how how the characters are handled, then yeah, that's a different conversation. But like, you know, you know, it's the style of action, and like I said, it's the more grounded take that Clone Wars has. Um, you know, you get into the debate as to whether or not the Force is a superpower. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's like, kind of like what you get. I mean, that's what you get with like Mace Windu in this whole freaking yeah, series. You know, it's like a, a goddamn Yoda god. And, um, <laughs> and I mean, we didn't get. I didn't really. I can't remember much of Yoda's like battling in the actual miniseries. It was more. I do. Which which yeah, I'm trying to remember. The, he fights those. Uh, chameleon droids in the Ilum cave. Oh yes, that's right. That's right, um, the Ilum cave. Okay, I almost forgot about Yoda that. Yoda has one of the most awe-inspiring uses of the Force ever, in my opinion. Where like the droid transport lands and it opens up, and then the MTT starts funneling out of it. Choo choo. Um, <laughs> Sorry, there's a train. No, you're fine. Trains go past my house every time I'm recording, so I actually <laughs> thought it was on my end. Yeah, um, every hour on the hour. But like, there's like the the MTT that comes out of the transport, and then Yoda just goes, "Nope," and he uses the force and pushes the MTT back inside of the droid transport ship, and then lifts the transport ship That's, into the uh, air yep. and makes it crash into two other, other transport, transport ships coming. Ships. Yeah. Yeah, now that is just somebody stop this man, right? It's uh, it's like reminding me of the Star Killer pulling the friggin' ship out of the air. Like that is he did just, not pull it out of the air. He did not pull it out of the air. It was I, already falling down, and he that's that, that's right. Coda Coda was just like you gotta pull it out of the sky. I remember having to do the thumbsticks. Oh, this game's been so well, long since I played I it. So forgive me, Jared. The force. Yeah, that should be the next uh, Dubaxium. Yeah, right. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the Force Unleashed. I ha- I met Sam Witwer. Like I'm looking at my Galen Merrick autograph right now as we're speaking. Awesome. I don't. I. I. I I'll talk about like you know. I think people like over exaggerate how powerful Galen Merrick was. Be like, oh, you hate the Force Unleashed? No, I fucking love the Force Unleashed. But Galen Merrick was not a Force God. Right. He was not Yoda. He was not Windu. He was not Sidious. He was not Revan. He was above average and really crafty. Yeah, but when you hit the double dual sticks, he did the unleashed move. Yeah, <laughs> like he was, the lightsabers uh, were floating off his hands, and he used them like whips. Yeah, that was. The, and again, that's what you talk about, like you know, the Force being a superpower and Jedi going sucking Super Saiyan. Yeah, just over the top. But hey, yeah. it's fun sometimes. And that's you know? what makes it fun, you know? Like Obi-Wan, you know, like and that was something else like I like that the show got right was like Obi-Wan's utility. I hesitate to say that he is that powerful, but he is that crafty. Yeah. Like the fact that like Obi-Wan <laughs> used the force in the most inventive ways 
Like he, like it was always like he. It was very rarely a direct. I'm going to force push you. I'm going to force pull you. It was like I'm going to absorb this with the force, and I'm going to blow you up from inside. Yeah, um, which dirge talking about the over the top action, right? The fucking jousting scene. Oh, I loved it. On, the IG eighty eight. Unilist. So insane! It's was, so fucking ridiculous. It's, it, and I love it. You know, like they're like it's just a bunch of clones jousting, and like Dirge is able to like stab all the way through one of those laser tanks. Oh my god! The whole—that's what they're doing. They're just taking out laser tanks with these giant javelins, and then Obi Wan comes out in his with his my crew. Favorite Obi Wan costume. Oh, I know I, with the helmet. Has has anybody cosplayed that? I've seen cosplays of it before, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because he comes out like when his full armor and then he's got the clone trooper helmet on. And I'm just like, yeah. this is like when you just want to talk about like visual badassery, that was just amazing, you know? Like, that's also my favorite costume for Anakin in the second season. When he has like his version, like basically the navy blue and brown version of like Mace's outfit with the cape like that was my number one i i wanted in like tcw like dave filoni's clone wars for anakin to wear a cape so badly one of my favorite scenes like, i of wanted the him older... to have a cape oh yeah the cape capes are necessary i think in star wars but one of my favorite scenes dude was when they're at the one planet i can't remember what it was but it's raining obi-wan looks depressed as hell um commander cody comes floating down and he's like sir he's like uh, we're we're right on course. He's like, uh, no no sooner than three months, we'll have the shield down. <laughs> and Obi wants, how long have we been here? And he's like, a month already. He's like, <laughs> he's like, haven't we been here a month already or something? He's like, yep, we're right on track, sir, or something like that. And flies away. Anakin comes walking over with this giant sack, right? Puts it down on the table, opens it up, and it's just bugs like Timon and Pumbaa yeah. style. He just starts munching them down, and Obi Wan's like, "That was a moment I didn't much care for." I, <laughs> I loved it. it. I just think it was just funny, and he's just—he's looking at him. He's like, "How can you eat?" He's like, "What are you talking about, Master? You're always telling me to feed off the living force." <laughs> like, yeah, and he's just like, oh, "That's not what I meant, man." And he's like, "Where did you get that?" He's like, "Oh, well, I got that from the enemy base." And then freaking—he's just like eating as he's telling him how to get there. I just—I just thought it was great. Like it just showed. Anakin's crazy cocky confidence. The, the cocky confidence and also like the way that like he takes so much pleasure in being painfully straightforward. And also like, annoying Obi-Wan. Like, the master strategist, master manipulator. Yeah, exactly. Like, Obi-Wan's like, I want to manipulate the battle. And Anakin's like, I just want to be in the middle of the battle. Anakin's a hammer. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Anakin is a boulder come to crush you. Obi-Wan is water come to drown you. Yeah, and exactly. It, you know, their their interplay was excellent. I, and I really like how you put that. Actually, I that was that the... one, I stole that from one of the Versus series people. They used oh, that. Jared. That was, that was more of like a reference <laughs> to them that anyone who listens to us who listens to them would be able to appreciate. Uh, well, but it was still once, good. Once you complimented me on it, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I also love in like the one of the very first scenes whenever they're in Palpatine's office, um, like 
again, like you can, you get to see the contempt, the very quiet contempt between Palpatine and the Jedi Council. Oh yeah, it was where great. he's like, "Oh, will send Master, send young Skywalker to lead the space battle." And he's like, <laughs> "I'm ready, Chancellor. I'm waiting for my moment." And like everyone's like, I don't I think there's a little bit too much responsibility for young Anakin. And then it is decided. And Yoda and Anakin just look at each other like, did this motherfucker just tell us what we're going to do with our own fucking Jedi? Who the fuck is this guy? Yep. And then when they were talking about Anakin, knighting Anakin. Like a really loud thumping of him doing the fingers. Like, mm-hmm. like the... Yeah. Like, it's like just the sound of his fingertips rubbing together. Oh, it was good stuff. I love it when they were talking about him in the Jedi Council, where it was like, ah, and the Chancellor's been pushing for it. And they're just like, he is not a part of Jedi affairs. Like, Windu yeah. is just like, that piece of shit can keep his mouth shut. Uh, it was, I, I mean, so many good moments in that. And I mean, I think we've covered pretty much all of it. And we're, we're, breaching in an hour here um before we i guess sign off what 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 was your biggest i guess favorite moment takeaway out of all of them and and you know what the mace windu scene is not allowed i honestly i don't think i would say that one (laughs) um i love it don't get me wrong i think i think my favorite moment from it is anakin adventure sun yavin 4 nice Um, I've always loved that. And even though like the one important thing about that battle, which is him getting his scar, um, isn't shown. It's like the one and only visual representation we ever get of that fight or like on screen in motion representation of that, um, which I appreciated. But uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think that's it. I think that and the Battle of Coruscant are my two that, like, I I think about the micro series, and that's what I think of is the is yeah Ventress and Anakin and Yavin and um, Battle of Coruscant, which I really hope we get in the Dave Filoni's season seven because I'm here for that. And uh, that would be freaking great, man. Give me, give me Yoda doing some. Yeah, give me all that shit. Force abilities, or give me death. I um, I really liked the knighting ceremony. Oh, uh, that's up there too. That is definitely just, right behind it. Yeah. Just because, just because we never got to see it, and I love, and like we didn't get to see it in Filoni's, and I, I think it's awesome. Um, just how the ceremony goes and everything. And um, I love Kenobi's fight with Dirge. Like, I love that he sinks his lightsaber into him. <laughs> Dude just starts laughing and then just starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh my God, he is slugging on Obi-Wan. And I mean, Obi-Wan gets out of it and I love it at every bit of it. It's just, it was just over the top, crazy fight and I love Obi-Wan Kenobi, so, you know, we got to see... That was, like, Obi-Wan's biggest moment for me. Yeah, that was definitely the best Obi-Wan scene, was uh, that... I, <laughs> one of the other really funny moments. What? <laughs> the, fucking, 
everyone in general. It's like, they're going to have to send 1,000 Jedi. 1,000 Jedi. You know, it's like, they'll have to. Maybe. It starts with 10. He's like, yeah, he starts with 10. Jedi. We're so, we're, we've got race shields. He's like, they're going to have to send yeah. He's like, and he's talking. 20, 20 Jedi. He just, it just gets bigger. The, who is it? Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah, he's like, but sir. to his credit, that's basically 1,000 Jedi right there. Remember he said, he's like, two. 2,000 Jedi? <laughs> like the way he yeah. said it. <laughs> oh, it was really good. He's got like, is he, you see his eye twitching as he's like saying it. He's like super nervous. <laughs> oh. also like the fact that like we get this like really brief cameos from like Eeth Koth and uh, Depa Balaba. Oh yeah. Episode two. I was like, okay, like I wish I could have seen more of you guys. Yep. Yeah, we got we got brief like little glimpses of a lot of the Jedi, which I think that's the only time we also hear Opa Rancis's talk. Uh so that was uh that was fun, man. I'm really glad we got to actually sit down and hash this out. Um so let 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 people know where they can find you, Jared. Uh, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at darkjedi2552, and then be sure to f- uh, like and follow the Do Back Discussion Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages, and my cosplay group, New Regime Cosplay. Nice. Awesome. Um, everybody, you can find me. Uh, Stay on Target 42 is pretty much my handle for everything I do on social media, and I mean everything. Um and then you could find me on that. That's just my personal stuff, but you could, that will public, uh, but you could find me bro axiom on Facebook and YouTube. Check out the YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube. I'm trying to push the YouTube. Um, and yeah, we just do uh, spoiler review, uh, spoiler free reviews every week. Um, Wednesday, we drop them at 1138. Um, if you get the reference and uh, we just, talk about each week's comics the day they come out so check us out and uh we also do a podcast called i did not know that that is what fucking awesome you didn't know what 1138 (laughs) there you go so yeah that's what time they drop every day uh, every wednesday and um yeah we also just started a a podcast called unrefined bro axiom where we kind of let loose um we, we try not to address really the toxicity in the fandom at all. We just want to stay completely positive. We did have an episode where we did address it, but from here going on, we we don't really care. We just want to be positive and that's what yeah, our podcast is about too. A, sometimes it's the elephant in the room though. Yeah. And you know, we then I mean, that's the thing. That's something that needs talked about is the thing. Like And that's why we're called unrefined bro axiom, Jared, because we just need to let it out before, you know, we uh we explode. <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah. So yeah. So we're gonna have to. You and me got to sit down and do like a. Like I said, I think we should do Force Unleashed next. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, guys. Maybe it'll be in the. uh, It'll be in the pot. We can record this for everybody out there, and uh, yeah, that would be a great one. I'll have to pick up the game now and play it just so I can refresh myself on a lot of things. But hell yeah, man! This was a great night. I I'm glad we got to get this one out. I fucking love this series. Absolutely, dude. All right. Well, everybody, you were listening to Daniel Miller here at uh, Bro Axiom and Jared Bachman Stubbs for Dubac Discussion Network. Y'all have a great night and may the force be with you. Always.
If I die before I wake up Baby, you could take whatever you want, yeah You can have everything Baby, you my everything If I die before tomorrow My one regret is I can't heal your sorrow I wanna give you everything Baby, you my everything If I die before I wake up Time love, baby, you my lifeline. Make me feel alive again. We be drinking white wine in the car, we might ride out into the tide, and then it feels like it's the right time. Hear you in the silence, I see you in my eyes. Baby, you're so lovely, everyone else feel violent. I'll be out there, science, I'm full of all these chemicals. If I die tomorrow, just let it let you know that if I die before I wake up. Baby, you could take whatever 